Hello, everyone. This is Barack Lurie at the Barack Lurie Podcast. Uh, with me, of course, is my friend and producer, Ari David. Always a pleasure. And uh, today, <laughs> you, you may recall, I don't know, was it two weeks ago, three weeks ago, Ari, that we talked about predictions for the future. And uh, among those predictions, we talked about what will happen with Notre Dame, or some, we use Notre Dame as a symbolic uh, church, but it could be, you know, any major church in Europe. But Notre Dame was just very symbolic for us, and that that will eventually become a mosque. We explained the reasons why. We talked about um, what's going to happen with uh, gay, not gay marriage, but rather marriage, generally speaking, that there will be polygamous, polygamous marriages in the future, three people, four people. The expanded floating point definition of marriage. Right. Yeah, that will definitely be. And, and, and it'll change for economic reasons as well. Not just because people love to have two or three partners. It's just because, by golly, it makes a lot more economic sense. And you can enjoy the benefits of uh, spousal support um, all the more easy when you have two people that you can lean on instead of one person. Think about the dependent write-offs. It's tax day today, so instead of four dependents, 47. <laughs> 47. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, th- that, that's one thing. And then when we talked, we, a major portion of our discussion, if you'll recall, was about the porn industry and um, how that industry has already changed dramatically from the uh, 70s when it was more or less legalized, I guess, it, for lack of a better word, because it was, it was determined that uh, the First Amendment uh, does apply to uh, porn. And I, God knows how. I, I just... Don't quite understand it, but that's another story altogether. Um, one day we'll talk about that as well. But what we and we talked about how in the future, um, and what we're seeing right now is there this this plethora of pornography on the web. Right? It's so easy to upload an amateur video of yourself and your wife, your girlfriend, whatever, and just you know upload it away, and then you can see whether or not thousands, how many thousands of people have watched your video. It's a thrill for some people, um, and they put it up there because they want to see uh, how much attention they're going to get. Are they the best on the hottest body and, and all that stuff? Okay. And we, we eventually concluded, you and I, Ari, that uh, people will start talking about becoming uh, a porn person, not even a porn star, just a porn person, um, as uh, easily a career as uh, being an electrician, a plumber, a lawyer, a doctor, an architect. What do you want to do, Sally, when you grow up? Ah, uh, you know, I think I might go into porn, you know. And people will just kind of nod their heads. Cool, cool. Yeah, could wait at tables, could while well, getting, yeah. you know, uh, you right. know, f- right. by a degree. And right. Now I decided to do porn. Right. And one of the things we, we didn't really talk about, maybe just briefly passed over, was this notion that there won't be any judgment associated with that, right? We talked about honor versus shame many times podcasts ago and you know there's very little shame in the culture don't shame him don't shame her um so people will not think less of you for being a porn star on the contrary it's so mainstreamed now and we'll soon talk about a very interesting story that um who are we to to judge somebody for that in fact why would you judge somebody they they've got uh they've got a nice body and they want to show it off and they seem to enjoy their business and you know, I, I enjoy being a lawyer, right? I, I enjoy helping people out and resolving their problems. Why can't she or he uh, enjoy um, the art of uh, 
pleasuring another person and uh, videoing that and, and showing it to the rest of the world. What, yeah, just, what's the difference? Right, just because your lawyering takes some brain power, and just because she doesn't keep her clothes on when she does something that doesn't take brain power, what's the difference? <laughs> well, right? I, I, th- I think, you know, but, but the reality is you don't have to have brain power to be considered a legitimate member of society, right? You can flip burgers at McDonald's. You don't need brain power for that. But no one's going to judge you, um, uh, at least from a shame context, for flipping burgers or, for that matter, delivering the mail. You don't need to have particularly yeah. well, that's, power. Well, that's kind of my point in that statement, which yeah. is, uh, conversely, just like things that we once thought of negative, not having negative shame to them, things that we once considered positive, we're no longer able to respect anymore. Oh, yep. just because his lawyering took brain power? Don't give him extra accolades. Brain power isn't anything. He could have flipped burgers with no brain power and right. support a family on it right. with $17 minimum wage and food stamps. Right, you know? right. Well, but she'll, she'll say, look, um, you know, she, she, you know, certain porn star, or not even porn star, just a porn person, right? Star seems to be off the charts now. Who, who is, a, is, is there really such a thing as a porn star anymore? But that's another story. The point is that she'll say, Look, I, I maintain my body. I have certain tricks of the trade that uh, makes it all the more hot to watch me engaging in, in sex with uh, a man, uh, or for that matter, many men. And uh, that's why people see me. I'm just really good at my craft, right? They see it as an art form. And this, this is what they tell themselves when they surround themselves in that. They feel like they're in a safe environment. There are other people in the same business, after all. Everyone's walking around naked, <laughs> Um, no one is uh, shaming each other whatsoever. They really want to do a good job in the process and really make it believable and, for that matter, you know, really get into it. That's the, the height of great pornography, according to this woman we'll be talking about soon. And, um, and there you have it. You, you have this, this dynamic that's happening right now, right now, where people are saying, this is what I need to do. And now I want to tell you about this woman. And woman, I hesitate to say, she's really, I think, 19 years old. So, yes, officially a woman, fine. Um, but she's really young. And she's a woman that uh, is a student now at Duke University. And she was recently on the uh, uh, Morgan... Piers, Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan, yeah. Piers Morgan They're show. no longer Piers right. Morgan show. Well, this is one of his latest uh, episodes, and certainly that's uh, increasing the rating. But he, he actually made it quite boring, i got to tell you. But anyway, this, this, this woman, 19 years old, she's very attractive, uh, very nice look to her, and uh, beautiful hair, and, and she's very poised. She's elegantly dressed. Um, and she's on the uh, Piers Morgan show talking about how uh, proud she is and how she loves doing this, and that uh, it comes out later on that she's doing it because she really needs to pay the tuition bills because it's really outrageously high. Her parents know about it. All her friends know about it. Obviously, they must know about it now since she's on Piers Morgan. She's written about it, um, and she's talking about how empowering it is for her, you understand, to do this. Um, she used language saying uh, to the effect of, you know, gosh, they, they've told us all this time that we shouldn't have sex. We shouldn't show our bodies. They're wrong, and I, I, I want to show my body, and I love showing this is the height of an art form for me, and I love my job, and it pays, it pays well. And Who in America today is telling her not to show her body? Exactly right. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Who, these, these are the strongman arguments that they make, right? But I suppose she can argue, well, 
you know, I'm not allowed to walk down the street naked. Okay, that's yeah, that that's still illegal, I think, in most states. Well, based on your description of her, that should be that is a crime. She should <laughs> that she should be. There are people who shouldn't be, but yeah, she doesn't sound like one of them. Well, she she's certainly a very attractive lady. There's no doubt about that. But but he, here we are. I mean, this is you know we talked about it's it's going to happen, you know, five years hence, ten years hence. But here we are with an example of this uh, this lady just going going in the air. I mean, it's one thing simply to 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 do it, right? To go on porn for purposes of paying tuition or whatever, whatever your financial needs may be, right? You just need to pay the rent, let's say, or you want to take care of your kids for some reason. And you're, you're, this is what you do, but you don't necessarily broadcast it. You don't tell the world about it, right? Oh, why not? It's, if, well, but wait, if, wait, wait. if to be successful in this business, you need people to know about you so they watch. Yeah, no, that, that's that's I another mean, story altogether. But and, and we I, had to promote the movie Noah somehow, right? <laughs> I get it, I get it. But but you're right. But what I'm saying is, it's uh, very odd um, about how they they will argue that um, they have to do this kind of on the sly, right? there would be nothing to prevent her from simply doing the business. And as we talked about it before, there's so many people out there doing this that she could truly remain anonymous. Nobody would notice. This woman could go four years on campus and, and probably no, nobody realized that she's that girl. Yeah. But then she wouldn't be able to pay for the tuition. The whole, see what makes her case unique is that she's not doing this. She's doing this to pay for the confiscatory tuition rates charged for her being shaken down by being shaken down by this university. So she's not able just to do it for thrills like a normal person. She has to make a living in it no. in, a, in, a, in, a, in a media market segment where it's become really hard to make money. I, I, I think you're right, but I, people actually make a lot of money in this business even without going on. Not anymore, here. they don't. I mean, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But that's what you would expect um, from this um, this activities. That they would be very. You could. You don't have to broadcast it in order to get make a lot of money. Um, but this woman goes on Piers Morgan. And she writes about it, and she's making a big point of it. She. It turns out she's bisexual, and she likes multiple partners, and she she really enjoys sex. Okay, fine. Um, and, and she's saying that there are many other people like her, women and men, that kind of are like-minded people. And so she really feels like she's with her peeps. Um, he, here's the problem for her. And is, it's, I think you said it just before the, the uh, podcast, Ari. It's turned all of feminism on its head, hasn't it? I mean, it's, it, it, this, this, you can file this under, be careful what you want, you just might get it, Right. So when I'm talking, and who am I talking to when I say that? I'm talking to the feminist movement at large. Well, and specifically the feminist movement that dominates college campuses in K through 12 education. That That's right. Turned her because her rhetoric, I believe you said on the Morgan Show, was, "Well, who's to judge me?" As if going to church, having a family, watching football on Sundays, and participating in barbecues in the park where she eats hot dogs and hamburgers and apple pie in normal American life has turned her into a porn star. Really, it's the sex education, the diminishing of, of uh, intimate value within uh, relationships, the constant 
barrage of messages from the culture and the feminist, in finger quotes, empowerment that has completely devalued her body and her, her value on the dating market that's led her to use these commodities to gain this kind of income. To of course pay for liberal education, right? Which, it's it's. Yeah. Uh, uh, meanwhile, just yeah. to complete the point, yeah. you constantly hear about the liberal feminists on college campuses trying to get women away from sexualization to break through the uh, you know colloquial glass ceiling into corporate right. whatever it is. Well, that's you why you don't say- see the chairman of IBM doing this. Yeah, that's why I say be careful what you ask for. You just might get it because here they've been pleading this mantra of. Um, our bodies, ourselves, and sexuality, and uh, tying themselves to the, um, the to the gay movement, uh, among many other things. And everything's normal. Right. Don't judge. Right. Don't don't stuff. judge. And uh, we should be more like the men, right? Uh, men and women are the same, after all. And um, trans, no bathroom should be, have no distinction. Um, and why, just because a woman sleeps with a man, will she be considered a slut versus a man who can do anything else? And so, okay, great. So this woman is taking them to task. She's not doing it purposefully. She thinks she's actually following the feminist mantra, which is very odd in and of itself. And so she goes in and does the porn business and doing the very thing that you would think a feminist would say is humiliating and downgrading the reputation of women at large. And right? repulsive and everything. Right. But that was the, the feminism of the 60s. The, the feminists in the 60s. Yeah, the 1860s. <laughs> the, the, well, that's a good point. The, they, but I'm talking about the 1960s. Right. Even then, back then, they, I'm not saying that they were totally legitimate or, you know, in every respect. But in the early 1960s, feminism was very different. It was about allowing women to have the same opportunities that men had. It didn't say we're exactly the same as them. Yeah, it, wait, 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 right. hold on. It didn't say we need to... Um, it'd be exactly the same as men that we, the, sexuality wasn't really there other than to say, respect us, don't treat us like sexual objects, right? And, but then it got taken over somehow um, in the late 60s and the early 70s, and then it was all about free love. It just got hijacked. And now uh, this, this quest against sexual objectif- objectification uh, has now become Let's do the sexual objectification. I mean, they, they, they lie to themselves, this woman especially, that somehow this pornography that she's engaging in is something other than pure sexual objectification, mm-hmm. right? You, you think that a man watching this, you know, and the, the coziness of his own bedroom at night is, is, is going there, let me see some art. I want to see some great art, right? No, of course not. He's... He's getting his thrills watching a naked woman having sex. And just so you know, it's in my bathroom, not in my bedroom. <laughs> okay. This is my wife's in my bedroom, and I don't want her around while I'm doing right. that. This myself. is what we, what we say, too much information. Yeah. Uh, but but you're, you make a great point. It's almost as if 14-year-old post-pubescent boys took over the feminist movement and somehow are getting women to act in the way a 14-year-old boy's fantasy is. Well, that's, that's so true. And the things that they um, put out there, it's, it's a pure objectification. Of course it is. And, and the more, here's the interesting thing, the more there is out there, and everyone will acknowledge that there are, I, 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 I'm going to guess, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of videos out there, and that's a hell of a lot more than there were in the early 70s, 
the more that's out there, the more objectified it becomes. Right? Um, and, and the more, so, so the more you have, the, the, the more anonymous it is. And, uh, you know, how can you possibly say that it's anything but pure objectification, right? Here are a bunch of videos of a bunch of faceless, nameless people that uh, are, are, are performing sex for your pleasure, for somebody out there who's, they don't even know who's watching, who's is not even paying for it. And um, boom, that's, that's the thing. And here's the amazing thing about this. The Piers Morgan show, this, this a very um, interview that he has with this woman, <laughs> it starts off by describing her porn name to protect her identity, I mean, to, to, to preserve her, uh, you know, her own individuality. But, well, but wait a minute, wait a minute, hold the, stop the presses, okay? <laughs> it's not as if she appeared on Piers Morgan with a, um, you know, one of those blurred uh, things where, where you can't see your face, right? And, or, or for that matter, change the voice box, right? So that you can see it. That I can kind of understand, but there she is. Not only is she there, we also know that she goes to Duke University, okay? This is not going to be too hard to find who she is, right? Presumably a lot of people know her. So I, all I can say, and, and she's going on Piers Morgan. She wants the publicity. She, she's writing about it herself. She shows who she is. She's not talking anonymously, uh, you know, in, a, in the Wall Street Journal, for example, or New York Times saying, I am a porn star. I, I'm going to call myself Jane. And then she discusses her beliefs about the thing. If no. it wasn't for Republicans making tuition so high, I would have never had to do this with right. my body. Yeah, I'm sure that's coming next. But the, the point is that she's not at all anonymous about this. And if she truly feels this is all about art, then why isn't she proudly uh, displaying her name? Signing her name to the... On the uh, yeah. picture? <laughs> did, did Michelangelo uh, not say, this is done by Anonymous? <laughs> you know, The Last Supper, painted by Anonymous. <laughs> this brilliant man, whoever he was. I'm so embarrassed by the, <laughs> by, by the basilica I just painted. That's right, exactly. You know, look, you can't have it both ways. You can't, on the one hand, say, and that's my point, you can't have it both ways. You can't, on the one hand, say that this is art, this is empowering, this is wonderful. And then, then the other hand say, okay, don't, don't let anyone know that it's, that it's me, Jane Smith. You know, don't, don't tell my real identity. Protect my real identity. I mean, is this not just wildly hypocritical? Can, can you just see that the crazy pulls and tugs of, of uh, distorted uh, impulses here? What's going on here? This is, this is madness. It's, you know, the, the feminist movie, um, movement turned on its head um, where that they now become the very people that they claim to be against in the first place. I mean, I, I remember my very liberal um, uh, friends, uh, women friends in particular, uh, saying that they have to, that they have to acknowledge that uh, pornography, well, you know, it, it, it's got it's to be protected by the First Amendment. They don't like it, but they understand that it has to be protected by the First Amendment. But they'd rather not have it. They feel it's, it's objectifying, it's wrong. And if you were to tell um, you know, your sisters or your mothers out there that you watch porn, you know, as a guy that you watch porn, um, you know, weekly, uh, twice a week, whatever, then, uh, they would be, um, they would be upset with you. Yeah, that's right. They would be upset. And not only that, they're even upset with you if you're with your, your wife or something like that. And then they see you checking out another woman walking into the restaurant, right? Right. They're upset for your wife. 
the woman that's walking into the restaurant, you're just checking her out because she's pretty, right? But she's flattered. She's flattered. And, but, but checking another woman out who's fully naked and engaged in sexual activity, that is totally fine. Even worse, if you don't check her out, you're de-empowering her because you're not helping her pay college tuition. <laughs> I see. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but this is, I mean, the, the language that she uses, and I think she, re- she represents a lot of people in the porn industry and beyond uh, who feel that, that this actually empowers them. It actually, that this is, a, that this is artistic, this is good for society. Well, earning money is empowering, oh, so yeah. I'll give her that. Like I said before the podcast, if anything, this is a triumph of capitalism that we conservatives should actually be snickering at because it shows the power of our ideas over the left. The left is, is malign capitalism. The, the left has made education completely unaffordable by destroying the market and filled people's minds with that male sexuality is completely wrong. Meanwhile, one of their best and brightest, this girl, has gone into the business of supplying the desires of male sexuality. Right. Use that that industry to pay for the college that would otherwise be unaffordable and is reaping the rewards of that work through this wonderful process we call the free market. This is a huge F.U. to liberalism. Right. It, it, It is. And, uh, and they'll go further on that. Um, you know, the liberals love capitalism when it advances their causes, right? Drugs, for example. Harvey Weinstein films. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein films. Any, any movie or any product that they feel um, is good for them, whether it's contraceptives or the birth control pill, which is, I guess, a contraceptive too. Uh, but, but you name it. I mean, we can, we can do a whole bunch of different things. They're totally cool with that. And, and not only that, but they're totally cool when the prices go down on all those, those very important products, usually sexual products. But, but when it comes to things, to capitalism in general, oh, they're, they're, they're against that. It might be a, a small issue, a small hair to split, but I actually mm-hmm. disagree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Because when it comes to drugs, who's always arguing about taxing them? Who's always arguing about having the government regulate them? Well, they're trying to speak our language. And then with birth control, yeah. if, if, if we conservatives make the argument about price going down because of availability, supply, demand. They always talk about giving them away for free because they're unaffordable. Yeah. So it, I, I believe on that small point, you're kind of right by half. But, you know, we can differ. I'm right, you're wrong. <laughs> but uh, but there, I think there's another issue here, sort of stepping it back contextual. When we talk about the same-sex marriage debates, we we discuss how it, it is an issue in and of itself, but it's also a broader issue about the valuation of marriage in and of itself and how that what, those firewalls weren't protected a generation ago, and marriage itself was devalued. There was a great line on Seinfeld about two people getting married, and they got divorced, and uh, someone asked, well, how long were they married? And the character says, three years, and Jerry Seinfeld goes, that's a long time for a marriage. Right, right. Similarly, I believe this issue is more actually about prostitution because prostitution is legal in only a couple states unless you take a video camera and film it. Yeah, this is what what I was talking about the other day with you is that I see no distinction really between prostitution and pornography. I mean, really, there's no distinction other than there's a video and then you're uploading it. The, using the First Amendment protections of free expression to, to demonstrate the act suddenly legalizes the, the right to exchange money for it, right. ironically. It, it, and it, liberals miss that. Right. It cleanses the whole thing, as it were. 
and, and not only that, but it makes it an art, artistic expression. So it, it's a very bizarre dichotomy that we have in our society. On the one hand, uh, prostitution is um, a bad thing and it's criminalized. And but if you put a video in front of it or camera in front of it, then it's then it's totally cool. So long as that the man who's actually having the sex with you is not the one directly paying you, or that you don't pay through a pimp. Now, because I, I, I want to talk about this this very interesting thing, the um, the artistic expression sort of thing. Um, here's a woman that says it's all about art. Um, why can't a prostitute say that, that she's expressing art as well, for one thing? And this, you know, we talked about many things to predict in the future. Well, prostitution, I think, is going to be one of those things as well. They won't call it prostitution the way we think of it. They'll simply tell, they'll, they'll, they'll describe, you know, you know how the liberals are always changing terms, right? Yeah, they'll call it dating. Or escorting, maybe. Um, you know, one, one-time dating, that sort of thing. Uh, they'll, they'll give a Short-term new, relationship. That's right, a short-term relationship. I, uh, I'm in the business of short-term relationships uh, today. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm in between jobs, but uh, right now I'm in short-term relationships. Anyway, putting that aside, uh, you know how the liberals always change, constantly change terms. Uh, there's... Uh, you know, now it's climate change, not global warming. Uh, you'll probably have some more examples shortly. But liberals are very good about changing the terms so that it's less offensive. Um, it's um, yeah, social justice instead of communism, right? You know, things, 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 like of, things of this, yeah. That they're, they're very cautious about it. Um, so prostitution is a harsh word. Um, oh, even even the change in the word black to African American—that's another change of terms. Uh, but maybe that's not such a great example. Um, Oh, I, I know. Uh, instead of food stamps, it's now called the... Uh, EBT cards. Yeah, EBT cards. So they're always trying to take away the stigma of whatever they think is, is, is yeah. a, a stigmatic term. And prostitute, prostitution, and whore are very stark terms, as, they, as Barbara yeah. Bachter would say. That's right. So they, they, they want to they pull away that stigma, but at the same time, they, they want to, um, to speak lovingly of it. So uh, it's not homosexuality anymore. It's being gay, right? Um, it's, uh, it, it, you know, and, and same sex marriage versus, you know, homosexual marriage. Um, you can go on, on and on about these different terms. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. The terms are changing constantly. Prostitution will no longer be called prostitution at some point. Um, when it's legalized, it'll eventually be one of those terms that we just mentioned. They'll find some sort of fancy terminology for it. And, uh, and why shouldn't they? Why shouldn't they? If, if this is empowering, if you're using your body because it's, it's sexy and it's a nice figure and all that stuff and, and, and men want that body, well, then why are you complaining? If we, if we wrote a thesis paper about this saying that it's unfair to women that they can only be paid as legal prostitutes if, with the presence of the video camera, we wrote that and said, this must be abolished. We must empower women by taking away the video camera. We'd be hired at UCLA to teach a sex class immediately. Yeah. They would think that was the most profound, brilliant argument ever. Because prostitution in its raw, natural, beautiful state is just as empowering for women, they would believe, as filming it. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, why, why wouldn't they... Uh, what does it matter how they get paid, right? I mean, the... The, the green that they receive into their into the wallets are just the same whether it comes from um, uh, the pimp from the the, the the John who's actually having sex with her or from the uh, director or the producer of the porn 
um, a film that they're making. Is, is it less green? Is it more green? I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. The reality is um, we are encouraging that kind of behavior, and it is degrading to women. That's the word I was looking for, by the way. Uh, that women, that the feminist movement uh, felt that uh, pornography was degrading. Now, on the contrary, they, they call it empowering. I mean, it's, it's just everything gets turned upside down. It's like that movie Sleeper where Woody Allen ends up in the what was then the future of... Uh, yeah, chocolate fudge is good for you. That's Smoking right. cigarettes is healthy. That's right. You don't smoke? What's wrong with that's you? Right. Yeah. <laughs> All those things that we thought were good for you are, in fact, bad for you. And, and, uh, and the bad things, that's, that's why they taste good, in fact. It's nature telling you that it's good for you. <laughs> and the doctor has this rationale. And, uh, and Woody Allen, you could see him kind of a little perplexed, but, you know, sounds good to me sort of thing. And this is what's happening in our society right now. The, the things that were so debasing, the things we talked about, elevation and, and descending before, right? It all kind of comes full circle now. So those things that actually descend our culture are now viewed as elevating our culture. Yeah, going to church and praying, that's debasing. Right. Pornography, prostitution, drug use, that's empowering. That's empowering. You are, yeah, but by, by, by engaging in pornography, you are, in fact, elevating yourself. You're empowering yourself. Likewise, with drugs, you could argue that by taking drugs, you are uh, uplifting your soul. You're exploring new doors. Expanding you're, your mind. And expanding your mind. Absolutely. Who are you to say that, that drugs are a bad thing? Because I am now much more creative than you will ever be because I've tried acid, for example. Um, this is the strange terminology, the strange world, strange world that we now live in. Very bizarre. But anyway, I, I, I do hear the music playing, so I, I guess we've got to wrap it up. But the point is, everything seems to be inverting itself. And it's one of those crazy worlds that we're now living in. It's, it's coming a lot faster than we ever thought. I mean, literally two weeks ago, two weeks ago, we thought this, this kind of behavior, this kind of mindset would be something that we might see at the earliest five years from now, more likely 10 years from now. But here we are. Here we are. <laughs> anyway, folks, it's a pleasure talking with you. Uh, likewise with you, Ari. And uh, we'll wrap it up. But think about how this world is just turning right on its head. So bizarre. And we predicted it here first. We did. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening. This is Brock Lurie signing off. I was doing